Holy Father in heaven, we are grateful to you that you have given us the privilege of life. We thank you, Father, for also the basic necessities that you provide for us in giving us the water we drink, the air we breathe, the food we eat. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry of the holy angels on our behalf and the Holy Spirit you give to us. We thank you for the death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary for our sins and for the intercessory ministry he's doing for us even now. All these blessings for us and we are undeserving of it. Glory be unto your name. We say thank you. We want that our lives shall be indeed a praise, not just to praise you with our lips, but to praise you with our lives. Lord, I pray that as we go through your words now and fellowship with you, that you would grant to us understanding, wisdom through your spirit. Put your words in my mouth, Lord, for I have nothing to say to bless your children except as you give me the right words. Impress on our hearts the lessons that you want us to learn that will help us to become more and more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. We look forward to your coming, Lord, and we pray that this devotion shall be something that will prepare us to make us ready for it. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, December 24 Hitherto had the Lord helped us. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Psalms chapter 105 verse 1 and 2. The dealings of God with his people should be often repeated. How frequently were the waymarks set up by the Lord in his dealings with ancient Israel? Lest they should forget the history of the past, he commanded Moses to frame these events into song that parents might teach them to their children. They were to gather up memorials and to lay them up in sight. Special pains were taken to preserve them that when the children should inquire concerning these things, the whole story might be repeated. Thus, the providential dealings and the marked goodness and mercy of God in his care and deliverance of his people were kept in mind. We are exhorted to call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 32 for his people in this generation. The Lord has wrought us a wonder-working God. We need often to recount God's goodness and to praise him for his wonderful works. Let us not cast away our confidence, but have firm assurance, firmer than ever before. Hitherto had the Lord helped us, and he will help us to the end. 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12 let us look to the monumental pillars, reminders of what the Lord has done to comfort us and to save us from the hand of the destroyer. Let us keep fresh in our memory all the tender mercies that God has shown us, the tears he has wiped away, the pains he has soothed, the anxieties removed, the fears dispelled, the wants supplied, the blessings bestowed. Thus, 
strengthening ourselves for all that is before us through the remainder of our pilgrimage. We cannot but look forward to new perplexities in the coming conflict. But we may look on what is past as well as on what is to come and say, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. As thy days, so shall thy strength be. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 25 The trial will not exceed the strength that shall be given us to bear it. Then let us take up our work just where we find it, believing that whatever may come, strength proportionate to the trial will be given. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Hitherto Had the Lord Helped Us. The message in this devotion is very simple and clear that we should remember the mighty works of the Lord that He has done in our lives. That is it. But then, how to go about it is what we need to talk about. And also, what are the mighty works that we are referring to? Because sometimes, when the Lord does things for us, we do not attribute it to Him. We attribute it to other things. And that's the reason why we do not give praise to Him. So, one thing I usually would say is this. The Word of God says in the book of First John chapter 4, verse 20, that he that loveth not his brother whom he sees, how can he love God whom he had not seen? And why I'm bringing this up is that God uses our human relationships as an index, not to all extents of course, but as an index of how our relationship with him is. Jesus himself says, as much as you do it to the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. When he spoke to Paul who was persecuting the Christians, he said, Saul, Saul, why dost thou persecute me? Human relationships are important. And when we look at our own human relationships, one thing that is very important is remembrance. Call to remembrance the former days, the Lord says. Take, for example, a parent and a child, or a husband and a wife, or friends. We are bound to make mistakes, or to quarrel, or to not love one another as we should when we forget the past relationships that we have had. If we call to remembrance only the evil things that our friends have done for us or done to us, if we call to remembrance only the defects in the character of our brethren, of our parents, of our friends, of our spouse, certainly that relationship is going to go sour. Perhaps you have a husband or a wife that has done evil to you. Maybe in the way they spoke or it could be infidelity or something else. Or you have a friend, a parent or like we spoke about in yesterday's devotion, you know the defects in the character of some aged person. If that is all that you keep in mind and you don't call to remembrance, the good things and the love that has been shown to you from these people, you can be sure that that relationship will not be a good one. It will go sour. And the Lord knows that forgetfulness of his good deeds in our lives, forgetfulness or not attributing it to him, is going to be a huge problem for us. And that's why he says in Hebrews 10 verse 32, call to remembrance the former days. And that is why even Samuel, when the Lord wrought a great deliverance for Israel, he built a monument to it and said in the book of 1 Samuel 7 verse 12, Hitherto had the Lord helped us. It's very important. Even the Lord himself, 
requested that we do not forget. Take for example, in the book of Deuteronomy 7, when the Lord talked about how when we may work and then we get riches and we are filled, he said we should not forget the Lord, that he is the one that gives us power to make wealth. Why is the Lord interested in us remembering? Is it that he's on an ego trip? And I just want to say this, by the way, before I go on, I was saying earlier that our human relationships are an index to our relationship with God, but not in all things. For example, even if we are to call to remembrance the good deeds that our spouse has done for us or our friend or our parents or even our children, if we are to do that, remember, we are not to give glory that belongs to God to humans. That's where there's a difference. But then we are not to forget. Parents, don't forget your children and the good deeds they've done for you so that when they make one mistake, then you want to make that one mistake a mountain whereas you forget all the good things that they have done. Children, do not forget your parents who have helped you since the day you were born. Don't let one act to wipe out all the good deeds and then you start to cherish thoughts in your mind as to whether this person loves you, whether your parent actually loves you, whether your spouse actually loves you. Remember the good deeds. So that's just what I wanted to point out. But coming back to the Lord, he's not on an ego trip. Is he saying call to remembrance because he wants to be happy on his throne and smile when we say thank you or when we remember his good deeds? No, it is for you and me. It is for our sakes that he's saying, do not forget. The Lord doesn't need you to speak all those words of praises. He has holy angels that are always doing that for him. He has created so many worlds and every world there is, they give glory to him. Even the plants and all there is in this world, the animals, they give all the glory to him and praise him. Is he going to feed on these things? No. It is for our sakes. What is the consequence of not remembering? What is the consequence of forgetting? When we look at the book of Judges, chapter 3 verse 7 for example, it says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot the Lord their God, and served Baalim and the groves. Again, in the book of 1 Samuel 12 verse 9, it says, And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hands of Caesarea, captain of the host of Hazor. But to explain very clearly what really happens when we forget the works of the Lord, let us go to the book of Psalm 78 to understand this. When the Lord brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he did mighty works. There were 10 plagues in Egypt. These things were supposed to be in the mind of the children of Israel. And for lack of this, there was serious trouble for Israel. It says, reading from Psalm 78, from verse 10 it says they kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in the law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan he divided the sea and caused them to pass through and he made the waters to stand as an heap in the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire he cleaved the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as a, out of the great depths He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Now I'll stop here. Now what is the root problem? Yes, they did this, they did that. They tempted the Lord. But the root of the problem was forgetfulness of the wondrous works of God. 
Again, in the book of Psalms 106, I'll be reading now from verse 11, still talking about the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt. And remember that there were 10 plagues, mighty works that the Lord did something that has never happened again the only time it will ever happen is the seven last plagues and it's not ten seven mighty works the lord did in israel to show them his power so that they can have confidence in him but why is it that frequently the children of israel continued to sin against the lord they kept on wanting to go back to egypt other times they served baal they created a calf for themselves to bow down and worship this calf not soon after the lord rebukes them and corrects them not long after you will hear that they have done another evil not then the lord will correct them then not long after they will do another one what was the problem reading from psalms chapter 106 reading from verse 10 it says and he saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy that's referring to egypt and in verse 11 it goes on to say and the waters covered their enemies there was not one of them left then believed they his words they sang his praise now verse 13 says they soon forgot his works they waited not for his counsel but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted god in the desert and he gave them their request but sent leanness into their soul they envied moses also in the camp and aaron the saint of the lord the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of abiram and a fire was kindled in their company the flame burned up the wicked the, they made a calf in horeb and worshipped the molten image they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass what was the reason for this verse 21 says they forgot god their savior which had done great things in egypt wondrous works in the land of ham and terrible things by the red sea therefore he said that he would destroy them had not moses his chosen stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath lest he should destroy them i'll stop here brothers and sisters do you see the importance of remembering the works of the lord is it for god's own good or for our own good it is for our good that we do not forget because when we forget we are prone to turn away from god when we forget the good and mighty works of the lord our faith will not increase it is because we want to strengthen our faith that we remember conflict and courage page 364 paragraph 2 the dealings of god with his people should be often repeated how frequently were the waymarks set up by the Lord in his dealings with ancient Israel. Lest they should forget the history of the past, he commanded Moses to frame these events into song, that parents might teach them to their children. End of quote. So, to help ourselves that we do not forget, the Lord has given us a means by which we may put these things in our remembrance. He said, Put them into songs. That's a way to help us to remember. But I'll go further and say we should all have books where we write these things. What are the things that we can remember that the Lord has done for us? Recount the blessings that the Lord has bestowed personally upon you and also on the church. You can lift off you can draw faith and confidence not just from your own experience but from the experience of others and that is the reason why the lord said tell it to your children the children were supposed to draw faith from their parents experience not necessarily from their own experience as they heard the stories their parents told them it was supposed to revive it was supposed to 
bring upon them a confidence in God. Even though the Lord had not done anything of that manner for them, I have not seen ten plagues before, but as I read of the story of the ten plagues, as I read of the word of the Lord and the mighty works he has done for the people of the past, it is supposed to inspire in me a confidence in the Lord. So we can have our own personal experiences that we are not to forget or we can have the experiences of others that we are to call to remembrance. So what are the things we should remember from the Lord? The forgiveness of our sins. Do not forget the forgiveness of our sins. The long-suffering and patience that the Lord has had towards you. You know how it is that you have lived in disobedience continuously year after year with bad habits sins in your life yet the lord has not destroyed you it shows you how loving he is and how tender he is towards you and how patient he is how about the times that we have been sick as if it's were that we we're going to die perhaps you were shivering on the bed shaking and you were even prepared and saying i am going to die but the Lord revived you from your illness. Call to remembrance those days and don't let your mind say to you, oh, it was the drug I took that killed, that healed me. Oh, it was just, I was just at that time too weak and so that's why I was saying, oh, the Lord should help me. How about the times when you didn't have a job or you lost your job and you were praying to the Lord and you were submissive towards him, praying. I remember a time when I was little, I was young, I don't think I was up to 10 years old at the time, but I remember very clearly how my family prayed and prayed. I remember very clearly that it was an incident where my father seemed to, uh, seemed as if it was, seemed as if my father was going to lose his job and he didn't want to lose it and he would gather all of us and we would pray and pray so that he wouldn't lose his job and then he didn't lose the job. I remember that incident and it was the Lord who did it and for you too many times the Lord has preserved you and again the Lord has protected us from so many perils. Perils from robbers, perils from kidnappers, perils on the road when we are traveling. When you take your flight or you are going by the cars kept us from accidents, near-death experiences. Sometimes we have had accidents but we were preserved minor injuries or no injuries at all how do you think that happened it was the lord called to remembrance these things that the lord has done for us providing food and clothing and shelter protecting our loved ones it is well said in the book of psalms chapter 103 it says there bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities who healeth thine diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Amen. Now I'll stop there. There were times you were oppressed too, maybe by the police or just by people on the road. Did the Lord deliver you? call to remembrance those things these are the benefits that we are not to forget david says forget not his benefits very important going in verse 7 now he says he made known his ways unto moses his acts unto the children of israel the lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and pledges in mercy he will not always chide neither will he keep his anger forever he had not dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities for as the heavens 
is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. If there is one thing we should never forget of the goodness of the Lord, it is this matter, forgiveness of our sins, the death of Jesus being the act that secured it for us. Don't forget that. Verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. You see, too often we hang in memory's hall the disagreeable events, the losses we have incurred in life. Do we do well to do this? Are we justified in having such a miserable representation of our lives and of God? No, we do not do well. I say a very firm and decided no. If God were to treat us as we deserved, we are only deserving of evil, pain, disaster and death. But in his mercies, the Lord has not treated us according to what we deserve and according to our iniquities. He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. He has given us numerous blessings that if we will talk of them more often, they will scatter our tears with bright smiles of gladness. What do we have coming ahead of us? That is why we need to remember. There is a reason why we need to remember something is coming there is a time of trouble coming and if we forget how the lord has led us in the past how can we have the courage and faith to face what is coming ahead of us let me just read a few things as to what we expect to come to us very soon jesus speaking about the future said in matthew 24 verse 4 he says and jesus answered and said unto them take heed that no man deceive you for many shall come in my name saying i am christ and shall deceive many and ye shall hear of wars and rumours of wars, see that ye be tr not troubled. But I'll say, if you forget the way the Lord has led in the past, you will be troubled. But God says, when you hear about these wars and rumours of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They shall deliver you up, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another i'll stop here in verse okay verse 12 then says and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold this is what we are expecting in the future and even now we already see it happening around us Again, reading from This Day with God, page 309, paragraph 4 to 6, talking about the economic meltdown, it says, Satan was once the most glorious angel in the heavenly courts, but he allowed the desire for supremacy to take possession of him and he was expelled from heaven. He came to this earth and entered with great zeal into commercialism. 
and unless we stand loyal and true by the side of the Prince Emmanuel, we shall be ensnared. Now here this it says, in the future, and that is today because this was written a long time ago. This was written in 1910. So we are more than 100 years after this was written. So we are living in the day that is being prophesied about in the future, which is today. Strange things will happen and stranges are happening right now. I tell you this so that you may not be surprised at what takes place. We shall all need to maintain a close connection with the Lord. The end is much nearer than what when we first believed. So what are the strange things with respect to commercialism? I read now paragraph 6. Under the leadership of Satan, there are men today who are doing all in their power to plunge the world into commercial strife. Thus, Satan is trying to bring about a condition of things that will make the world uncivilized. He desires to see strange things acted out which God, who is too wise to err, has not ordained. But the Lord, yes, our God will be ruler of the heavens and the earth. If men and women will carry out his requirements, it will be seen that he is ruler carrying out his divine will." End of quote. This is something that is already happening today. There is a trouble going on and it is created by men like we read. But the focus is that there is certainly going to be something wrong with the economy. Commercialism like it says. And if you are not careful, like it says there, the reason why they are doing it, they are bringing about a condition of things that will make the world uncivilized. What does uncivilized mean? Does it mean that we're not going to be advancing technologically? No. But you see the riots that are taking place in Europe. You see the riots taking place in Africa and in so many other countries, especially in Europe presently, this 2022, with so much trouble going on. The gas prices are up. The prices of food up and prices of almost everything is up. Who did it? It was created by men intentionally and the people have become uncivilized because of it. But if we remember the works of the Lord, perhaps we will not allow these things to sweep us to become uncivilized. Then what again are we expecting? In the book Great Controversy, page 613, paragraph 2, we are told, When the third angel's message closes, mercy no longer pleads for the guilty inhabitants of the earth. An angel returning from the earth announces that his work is done. But I'll go down now to uh, page 614, paragraph 1. It says, The restraint which has been upon the wicked is removed and Satan has entire control of the finally impenitent. God's long-suffering has ended. The world has rejected his mercy, despised his love and trampled upon his law. The wicked have passed the boundary of their probation. The Spirit of God, persistently resisted, has been at last withdrawn. Unsheltered by divine grace, they have no protection from the wicked one. Satan will then plunge the inhabitants of the earth into one great final trouble. As the angels of God cease to hold in check the fierce winds of human passion, all the elements of strife will be let loose. The whole world will be involved in a ruin more terrible than that which came upon Jerusalem of old. And in page 616 paragraph 1 it says, The people of God will then be plunged into those scenes of affliction and distress described by the prophet as the time of Jacob's trouble. In Daniel chapter 12, reading verse 1, it says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. That's where I'll stop now. What are we expecting to come upon the world very soon? The trouble we are seeing right now is just a small thing. When Satan plunges this world into one final scene of great strife, it is going to be a stupendous crisis. 
What is it that can keep us in this time? The prospects are dire economically and in every other way. People are talking about how there are floods everywhere. Natural disasters are happening in more greater frequency and deeper intensity than before. Prices of things, food, gas, electricity, bills, everything is going up. What can keep God's children at this time? We read in the book, Councils for the Church, page 359, paragraph 4. It says, in reviewing our past history, having traveled over every step of advance to our present standing, I can say, praise God, as I see what the Lord has wrought. I am filled with astonishment and with confidence in Christ as leader. We have nothing to fear for the future except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. End of quote. Brothers and sisters, that's the solution. When we see these troubles coming upon us, we should call to remembrance the wondrous works of the Lord. An example of this is seen in the life of David. When David faced troubles that seemed to overwhelm his courage and overwhelm his firmness and zeal and seemed to be too much to bear, how did he deal with it? We can learn lessons from David as to how he dealt with it. So I'm reading now Psalm 77. It says from verse 2, listen, he says, In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Now, how did he solve this problem? Verse 3, he said, I remembered God and was troubled. And then he goes on to say, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Thou holdest my eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Now, how did he solve it? Verse 5, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Had God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? And I said, This is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw thee, O God, the waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out a sound. Thine, thine arrows also went abroad. The voice of thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea, and thy path in the great waters, and thy footsteps are known. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Amen. So how did David solve his problem? Do you hear it? I will remember, I will remember, I will remember. 
But what is he remembering? How the Lord punished him? No. I will remember the wonders of old, he said. I will remember the works of the Lord. Psalm 77, reading from verse 11. And he said in verse 10, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. And in verse 12, I will meditate. We need to learn to meditate on the works of the Lord and talk of his doings. In verse 6, he said he will make diligent search. We need to make diligent search in our lives on the past, not just our own lives, but David did not say it's only his own life. But in verse 5, he says, I consider the days of old, the years of ancient times. So it's not just our lives, but the years of ancient times. Down to the days of Moses, the days of Noah, the days of Adam. We should remember the works of the Lord. We read in Conflict and Courage, page 364, paragraph 3. Let us keep fresh in our memory all the tender mercies that God has shown us, the tears he has wiped away, the pains he has soothed, the anxieties removed, the fears dispelled, the wants supplied, the blessings bestowed, thus strengthening ourselves for all that is before us through the remainder of our pilgrimage. We have read a sliver of what is before us economic meltdown, natural disasters, deception of false prophets. You will be hated of all men. You will be persecuted. Some will be killed. But what can see us through and strengthen our faith as the trouble comes? Remember the works of old. Do not forget the wonders of the Lord in ancient times and in your own personal life. So what has God done for you and for others that you know? Let us have a book or a document, something, where we write down the goodness of the Lord because these things will be powerful to strengthen our faith in the days of trouble. And even if you don't have them written in the book, do like David, commune with your heart, make diligent search within your mind and in your spirit to remember the goodness of the Lord. Put them into songs, write them into books that we may not forget the power and goodness of God. If God told Moses to write these events in songs, we must understand that it will do us well to do just that. It is through following simple instructions as these that our souls are preserved and our faith is strengthened and increased. Recounting the Lord's mercies and power in our lives is a powerful, powerful tool to keep our faith strong. And like we read in the book Councils for the Church, page 359, paragraph 4, we have nothing to fear for the future and for the present, I will say, except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. End of quote. Will you forget? If you forget, then you will start to fear. But when you remember the way the Lord has led and also his teachings in our past history, then you will not have anything to fear. It was this that kept David going. It was this that have kept every faithful Christian, everyone who were burned on, ma- on the martyr's pile, everyone who were tortured and, Christ- and, and, and killed, burned to ashes, any one of them. How were they able to stand? How were Christians able to stand in the times of poverty? It is that they did not forget the works of the Lord. They remembered it. It will do us well to remember all the works of the Lord. Do not attribute them to chance, but give glory to the Lord. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Father, 
for the lessons that you have taught us today. Very important that this tool of remembering the works of the Lord will help us to strengthen our faith. Forgive us for the times we have just passed by it and not attributed your goodness to you. Forgive us for quickly forgetting the good things you've done. Help us, Lord, to pay attention to this instruction, to write it down, to make songs out of it, to commune with our heart, and make diligent search of the things you have done for us that our faith may be strengthened. Lord, as we commune with our heart, I pray that you grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit because of our own selves, we will not remember everything you've done for us, but with your Spirit, we can remember. So grant us graciously of your Spirit that as we make diligent search and commune with our hearts, we will remember the goodness of the Lord and talk more of your wondrous works than of our sicknesses, of our losses, of our pains and our disappointments. Please help us to make a change in this matter. To speak more of your goodness is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever.